0: Alright, alright, quieten and now. Live from the Britain Yankee Pub Studios. Another Britain Yankee Craft Beer pub cast. I can hear the pints being pulled right now. Check Jack, 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 Jack,
1: check check
2: check jack,
1: check jack, 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 check jack, jack. Jack, 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 Jack.
0: What? Take it away, lad. You are paying for that beer, aren't you? Pump up the bitter. Pump up
1: the bitter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another and Yankee craft beer podcast. My name is Phil Katz, the Brit, and I am here with my Yankee, my Yankee co host, Mr. Ken Moller. How are you doing, Phil? Um, well, no sorry, Buenos just, <laughs> No, daytime. <date> buenos <laughs> dias. <laughs> uh, somehow he always introduces himself in, in a, a Spanish tongue, and uh, he didn't this time. I can't rely on him for anything. No, too were you uh, were you out brewing this morning? I'm in. I'm in the midst of brewing, believe it or not. Wow. So you've got to rush back and mash out. Yes. <laughs> and <Okay>. boil <laughs> and chill <laughs> and for yeah, the whole thing. All right, good man. Well, if it sounds a little echo in here, it's because we're at yet another brewery. But this time, this is a fantastic nano brewery, which is brand new, opened up in Carroll Stream. We are a 206 brewing company. And with me is the owner and brewer. I think you're a one-man show, right? And you are? My name is Bill King. I
2: am the owner of 206 Brewing
1: welcome bill thank Thank you very much for allowing us to come down because i know there's been a little bit of publicity on facebook and people going wow another brewery opening up And i thought you know we got to get down there as it's only 10 minutes from the britain yankee pub so (laughs) we're down here and uh we want to find out a little bit about you um first of all i guess why is it called 206 brewing i think i know from the insignia but you tell us the story
2: 206 brewing is was my badge number when I retired so I'm a retired firefighter uh, spent about 35 years in fire and EMS I still stay active I work with a mobile stroke unit out of Central Beach hospital and really that's been everything in my life I'm an Air Force veteran I actually started in the fire service uh, when I was in the Air Force I lived in a little town in the middle of the desert and I was a volunteer out there and came back home and In the fire service. So, really, since about 1986, I've been involved in the fire service.
1: Oh, that's really cool because you have a brother
2: who is in the fire service still
1: up in East Dundee. You may know him, Mike Kennedy. Yes, uh, Chris. Kennedy. Chris Kennedy. Yes, I'm sorry. Chris. where, where yes. did Mike come from? <laughs> yes.
2: Chris Kennedy. Yeah, he's he at up at uh, Black and, and Gray Brewing. Yeah. And in fact, if you're still here at two o'clock, his salesman should be showing up so you can sample some of his beers as well. Well, I'm very familiar with his <laughs> beers. Actually, we've
1: been up there and done a couple of podcasts. And uh, long air. Yeah, Chris, who is the brewer, does a great job up there. Yes, but Absolutely. let's focus on you. Right. So, um, yeah, you, you, that's your background. Yes. How the heck did you go from doing firefighting? And thank you very much for doing that. I'm sure you saved many a life. I'm I'm glad to have people like you around uh, as I get older. How about you, Ken? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, How did you go from that
2: to this? Well, when I was a kid, my uh, uncle did homebrewing, but he lived in Ohio. And that kind of got me interested in homebrewing and winemaking and things like that. Uh, So probably... In the early 90s, wow. I started doing some home wow. brewing. I think pretty much everybody around here went to what is now Broken Bricks, uh, was the homebrew shop back in the day. I was there so, yesterday. Outstanding. loved it. Great people. Great yep. place. Yep. So, you know, got some brew kits and started growing back then. Um, and over the years, my wife and I had talked about, gee, it'd be great to, you know, open a little brewery. We yeah. always yeah. went to all the yeah. breweries yeah. around. Uh, I'm big fan yeah. big fan of beer yeah. and the local craft beer scene. But at the time, you know, I had small children and essentially I took the safe way out, which was being in the fire service. So that way I had all <laughs> insurance for the kids. And I oh, wouldn't say that was a safe <laughs> way <laughs> out. <laughs> well, it was uh, safe for my families, yeah. i taking yep. care of them. Yep. So now that I retired, I spent about a year sitting around sobering, doing not much else and yeah. thought, well, I either need to do it or quit talking about it. So. So, did,
1: did you have people who would come by, like when you got friends who come by and try your home mm-hmm. brew? Were they honest with you, or did they all say, "Oh, that's great beer"?
2: I hope they were honest. Um, you know, they pretty much you know enjoyed it, and now it's time to you know. I know I have a lot to learn. I have a long way to go. We're learning the system, learning our processes, and you know what you have today. we'll Probably improve over the course of the next six months to a year.
1: Well, what we do
2: have today, Ken,
1: in front of us, of course, we do have samples. Yeah. And that sample, and I do like the little sample glasses. They've all got 206 on them. Very nice. Um, by the way, I understand you've had a visit from John Bitterman. Yes. 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 John will have obviously snuffed <laughs> some of your glasses for his collection. Oh, yes, he did. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, these, this beer that we have here. Uh, we said, okay, let's have a sample what you got. And I understand that you're running low on your samples at the moment, but what we have here is your
2: Honey Brown. Now, do you have names
1: for any of these beers yet?
2: Generally, not yet. Uh, reason being, I want to dial the recipe in. So this is Honey Brown version 1. Uh, I just did the recipe again, and if it sticks and is as popular, then we will give it an official name. Right now, the only beer that I've truly named is our engine house stout, which actually, that's not the actual official name of it. It's supposed to be engine 120 stout. So I brewed that stout with a friend that I went to some classes with, whose father was a Chicago fireman, and he unfortunately uh, lost his life and he was assigned to engine 120. So the beer is going to be named engine 120, but he lives out in Palos. So, he he hasn't been able to get back here, and I'm not going to call it Engine 120 until he physically comes in and and gives it the stamp.
1: All right, well, Ken, uh, we've we've sampled this as we were doing setup, and um, I have to say that as honey browns go, I'm not a big fan of them because typically they're too sweet. This one, in my opinion, retains the brown ale and then gives you a little smattering of that sweetness right at the end.
2: Can what do you like? It's a great looking beer. It's got nice clarity. The color is nice. Nice, like mid range brown. It's not real dark, it's not like, you know, amber. It's pretty good. Uh, it's great looking beer. Um, the brown ale is solid. You can taste the honey and honey beers are a challenge. If you put the honey in the fermenter, a lot of times it ferments right out. Just like this the sugar. Um, There's actually a malt now, called honey malt that you can use. When you you brew with it, it helps, you know, with that honey character. But uh, this one's great. I I think it's delicious.
1: Yeah, there was one honey beer that I knew of old from... Was it JW Dundee? <laughs> yeah. Dundee a New York, right? And it was it was pretty rough and ready. Um I would say that this is quite delicious. I would enjoy a pint of this. And I will say that um we we won't tell you if we're not happy with the beer because we'll go mm, it's not my
2: style. Well this is my style, so I'm <laughs> very happy What's, when it's that? What's the alcohol. Uh, this one is about Five point one, five point two. So, what are some of the challenges?
1: I, I guess let me let me hold that for a second. Let's describe where we are. Kind of, kind of tell us exactly where we are. We're just up North Avenue in sure. Carroll Street, right next to a Starbucks, which is very handy because there's a <laughs> ton of people who are going to keep coming in and out of there uh, in the morning and the afternoon and during the day.
2: So, yep. so yeah, we're, we're right at the old corner of the uh, southeast corner of North Avenue and Schmale Road. And yes, it's Schmale, not Schmali. <laughs> we were having a discussion about <laughs> yeah. that, and
1: I said, well, well, you know, there's another road up called It's L-I-E-S. Yes. Lies Road. People said, but it's actually pronounced Lee's Road Correct. because it's German. Um, anyway, yes. enough, of, so, enough of Google Maps. So the,
2: the Schmale debate versus Schmali, you know, when I grew up, I we always called it Schmali. Yeah. Uh, when I got into the... Fire department here, they all call it schmale. So there was always a little bit of a debate. But then my barber actually grew up with the schmale family, so that that settled it for me.
1: And you were actually at the fire station just that's down.
2: Correct. That, that south? Yeah, south. south. Yeah, the south. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Spent a lot of years there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, we're surrounded by great food choices. We have a Japanese Chinese Thai restaurant two doors down. On the other side of us is a Filipino restaurant. Behind us is sushi. We've got hot dogs, a hot dog place, hot dogs here as such. Then down Smale Road, you've got you know the Village Haver and Culver's, all that. So there's a lot of food choices. I I'm in a very small space. I have no interest in doing food, so I encourage people to bring food in with them. We will have some snacks, but basically, please bring in food and eat and I have fun. So. Did this space used to be a fast food place? Yes, it was a subway.
1: It was a subway, it's, okay. So it, 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 it yeah.
2: really worked out great for me because I was looking at another space that would have needed a complete overhaul, bathrooms, the whole deal. Uh, when we walked in here, I don't have the square footage that I wanted, but the bathrooms were in place. And even in back, they had uh, walk coolers already in place. Plus, the electric uh, from their ovens and such was already set, so I was pretty much a plug-and-play. And that, I'm sure, was
1: yeah. a lot of weight
2: off your mind when oh, you were absolutely. coming
1: to do this. How did yes. you decide on this space? Did you just happen to see it was available? and
2: Yeah, I just was I looking around at various spaces in Carroll Street, and this one was available. Oh. And it just happened uh, to fall into my life. It's, well, I, we're very, very glad good. it did fall into your life. So. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: and I, and I think, and the reason I kind of was saying was this something else was I think, the tables and chairs uh, came with it
2: yeah. no there's oh. there's <laughs> stories behind everything here. oh my god okay here we go <laughs> so the tables are actually from um luigi's and aurora and if you remember that was directly across the street Was yeah directly across the street from henry pratt where they had, uh Shooting was a couple of years back, and oh, Luigi's yeah. opened up and they had all their, you know, okay. all the police command and set up their command post and do everything. Unfortunately, the <laughs> owner became ill and nobody really wanted to carry it on, so they auctioned everything out. So the tables and the uh, tall bar stools are all from Luigi's. The chairs, on the other hand, are from Arlington Park. Oh, really? <laughs> got those an at Arlington and and Park.
1: What do you think? Is that going to become the Bears' new stadium? Oh, absolutely. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it should. Yeah, I guess they've acquired it, right? Yeah. yeah Sounds like they close yeah. to it. It's yeah, closed recently. recently yeah. So. Okay, right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll have another sample. Hopefully or you've still got some of the other beers you got. I do. You've got I like see. three of your beers, right? Uh, actually, four. Oh, goody. So, you yeah. <laughs> can right. double up. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll be back in just a sec. second beer that you have presented us with is something that is fine beer for this weather that we're having at at the moment Because they're predicting there might be some slushy snow I don't know if it's gonna happen today but we'll see if it does it's cold out and what's better than having a stout so tell us about what we have here all
2: right so what you have is currently called the engine house Stout. originally it was gonna be called the engine 120 stout Uh, the gentleman who I help help whose recipe it is uh we took some classes together and his father was on edge 120 in the city unfortunately he passed away from cancer a number of years ago but i'm not going to call it engine 120 stout yet until dave has the opportunity to come and put his stamp of approval on it so he lives in baylow so it's a, a long ride for him to come out here with family sometimes it's a little <laughs> just to make it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Paybo's is way down south, isn't it? Yeah, um, we've I've sniffed this to start with. I mean, the look of it is, as we would say, as black as your hat. I mean, that is real dark, um,
2: like a. All well, right, there's a little bit of red in it, but so it's it's, it's, it's a cloudy the, day, but it's like bright white out there, and you hold that up, and see so, yeah, that you know, see through <laughs> it all. It's the, the, aromas, <laughs> the aroma. Though roasty really roasty chocolatey roasty it has a lot of uh cocoa powder in it right. a little little chocolatey flavor a little uh little color
0: yeah
1: and then
2: what about the taste camp it's a it's well body wise it's a light body style. So. and it is a dry finish kind of it's a, it's kind of um irish style. like a dry irish style. yeah, there. yeah so it actually uh this was the first batch that we made on our brew house. So we're dialing things I and mean, this came out at, I believe 4.7%. So it's a nice light, easy yeah. drink and It's a good beer to brew this oh, your first batch on. Cause it's, it's got a lot of flavor. So it can, you know, you don't want to brew a Pilsner your first time. <laughs> Absolutely, You want something full of flavor. It covers up anything, any temperatures, you know, your first brew, you're figuring out temperatures and so there's, you know, it's hard to get your first So, speaking of the first brews, this is pretty good. Oh, yeah, I'm happy so I appreciate it.
1: So, speaking of the first bruise,
2: tell us about your system because I think it's quite small, right? Oh, yes, it is. Well, it's, <laughs> it's about the smallest one probably in the uh, area in Scoutland. It. So, it's just a one barrel stout tanks so oh, it's really? one it's a one barrel electric yeah. brew house yeah. and i have three fermenters yeah. and a glycol yeah. and such yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. back and really it's so essentially the one barrel i can make two kegs right two standard kegs. Yeah. so that's part of the reason for having yeah. the guest yeah. tags so yeah. i really don't want to work that that's hard so since true. i am retired so <laughs> my goal is you know the beers that I prefer are the Stouts, the Barley Wines, the Black IPAs, even though yeah. so that kind of makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck. So oh, Black IPA, but I love a good Black IPA. I love Black IPAs, yeah, yeah. that's okay. So, black underrated styles. Yeah. But those aren't the biggest sellers. So, that's right. the reasoning for the guest names, yeah. because there's so much yeah. great around here. Oh, yeah. so why would okay. I try to outdo anybody around here? So, um. <laughs> So, really, that's why I'm bringing in a lot of guest tips. I really have a lot of respect for okay. breweries around here. So many of them are doing it right, and I'd rather bring them in and yeah, focus on what I enjoy. And, and, you know, bring in their beers. So,
1: you seem like a man um, who knows his own path. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, when you were starting this up, head
2: out um, and talk to any of the other brewers in the area? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I joined the... Uh, um, in Illinois Craft Brewers Guild, and went to a lot of those meetings. I went through the College of Deep Age craft beer curriculum. I'd and they you were there.
1: Oh, maybe He taught that. He taught yeah. one of those. I'm teaching it
2: right now. Maybe that's thinking. what you
0: saw him. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> beer production is yeah. in. All right. Yeah. So I know I had come down to Hopline a couple of times yeah. and talked with. Is it Kristen? Yeah. yeah. Huh?
1: yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So <laughs> you, you went to Hopline yeah. and, and then you
1: joined yeah. the Craft Brewers Guild. Were you at the last meeting? I was, yes. yes. Oh. Then I checked you in, and I didn't know who you were. Oh, okay. I- <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, John Bitterman and myself. We, we try to help out the ICBG. Mm-hmm. You now, um, you know, the, no, the Illinois Craft Brewers Conference was just Fast. this last Monday. The Tuesday. Monday night, night night night. Yeah, down to that camp. Did you get down to that? I did not. A okay. yeah, okay. Little I too early in, were... in yeah. the uh,
2: in the process. So, right. I just had a a life. Experience. So like I say, I still work on the mobile stroke unit, and I was scheduled oh, okay. for those days. So,
1: so you've got the electric system back there. So, um, how many times are you going? I mean, you've got three fermenters. So, right. To me, that means you can do three batches of beer. Sure. Three yes. beers. Is that yes. correct? Yes. That is. So how many times do you how bring
2: a week then? All. Can... Can... I mean, you. Well, how long well, does it brew take? Three times, and then you got. Two weeks, two weeks while well, we those ferments yeah. are happening. He's if you crazy? do, if you're doing yeah. ales, okay, unless you're brewing a kvik or Kavike, what? however you want to say it, yes. but uh, you can turn those around in just a couple of days, okay? Maybe that's for so. And that's actually what I am. I've got the one I'm going to bring you this afternoon, I am doing so. Bad, that's, so. so. And that's one of the beers you'll try, is actually you okay. Right. I've got two of those going the one I'm brewing They're today. They're both Irish beers and we're about 10 days <laughs> out, <laughs> okay? So let's nice. explore that. Now. Yeah. Because
1: I think that mm-hmm. entire style of yeast came into being initially with hazies,
2: right? No. Oh, I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Um, tell us a story then. Well, Omega Yeast think? is who initially brought Norwegian farmhouse <laughs> yeast to uh, the commercial Norway market. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they've Norway. been brewing with them in no- Norway, Norway for, you know, I don't know how long, in a long time. That's yeah. The but uh, they're the ones brought it to market and yeah. fermented yeah. it. 95 degrees and uh literally like two days and there's finished fermenting, maybe clean it up for one more day and then it's crazy it's normally when you ferment at a higher temperature you're getting all these off flavors high alcohols the fusel it just makes beer taste terrible but this yeast doesn't produce those off flavors it produces a nice clean beer flavor so you can you can do things with it and there's I Think there's about six different types yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, some of them produce fruit, some of them, you know, fruit notes, and some are clean. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. So, for a small brewery like this, then, yeah.
1: uh, Bill, well, I that's mean, ideal. Yes, that's ideal because you, you've got a big turnaround. Once you've got it out of your fermenter into the kegs, they can stay in the kegs for a yeah. while. You know, one of the challenges
2: is keeping the fermenter at 95 for two days. Okay. That's, so, I, I ferment i'm doing pilot batches with this so it's a 15 gallon batch i put it in a two by two foot sink and then keep changing the water if i had a cd machine i would just do that but that's exactly uh what i'm have set up or set up before trying to get set up right now but just having the cd in a pot and then circulating through a cooling coil to kind of bring the temperature up to where i So, Ken used
1: the word challenges, and that's what I was going to ask you originally was what have been some of the major challenges you've had in taking an old Subway and turning it into a, a very nice, cozy, nano, I, I'm going to say, it's a nano brewery, yes, and, it's, and, it's, and that's perfectly fine, because if you're producing great beer, it's perfect place to come in and have a chat, see if you've got a bar
2: area and you've got tables and everything. So what have been some of the challenges that you've had? Really, I think the biggest challenge has just been time. Um, Time with, you know, we were in the first brewery, and we are in the first brewery in Carroll Street. So it took a couple months to actually, for the village, to figure out how exactly they were going to handle the liquor license. They had permits all set up, but they didn't have the liquor license. So it took a couple of meetings for them to work that out, which, I mean, they've all been great to work with. Everybody's been great to work with. Well, you got in well yeah let's <laughs> go so, they're, they're great people and even the uh the state was very good actually the easiest was the ttb dealing with the federal that went off about as smooth as I expected. okay so really but it's just time it's taken a lot of time with you know getting through the paperwork and i think the next part was um solidifying my vision of what i wanted the place to look like I was all over the place for a while and then once i really zeroed in on what i wanted to do then it was just all right let's let's get to work so yeah so really there's it's been great it's you know been a lot of work a lot of 12 and 16 hour days but it's been great
1: yeah well you now you can sit back yes and allow other people to do the work for you but you still have to be the brewery right Yes, Absolutely. and that's the fun part. And that's the fun part, right? Yes. Um, and the drinking. And the drinking. Oh, okay. and drinking we, we, we can enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, now, you also, uh, you've got four beers you're going to have on. You've got quite a lot of taps. And you've yes. got like a kegerate in there as well yeah. for some yeah. yeah. guest taps. Yes, yes. We'll talk about how that is all going to come about, yeah. how, how it's going to go in the future. <clears throat> what is... The style of beers that you really, you know, where, where are you in the in the line of beers? I mean, I can't see you as being a big adjunct type of guy. I can see <laughs> you as as <laughs> drinking, and, and as you are drinking, <laughs> one of your guest hats, which
2: yes. is? Uh, champagne Velvet. Absolutely. So, up ones. Up ones. Down in Indiana. Yes. So, Champagne Velvet, if you know, you know it, I guess <laughs> is what everyone's been telling me. So, I brought that on from going to Fulbright. Because uh, Heartland brought a bunch of cases of it, and all the brewers went absolutely nuts. And I'm like, oh, I got to try this, and it is probably the nicest, easiest drinking beer around. But it's not the style that I want to drink. It's a style I love drinking. But I'm, I'm into the barley wines and stouts, the you know, the darker beers. Um, but I also am a realist and understand that that's not everybody's cup of tea. So that's. A lot of the reason for the guest taps is there are so many phenomenal brewers around here. I I know that I can't outdo them, a lot of them. There's no of them in here incredible, And I don't even want to try. I'd rather just bring them in, find the beers that I really enjoy drinking. Because remember, it's all about me. <laughs> I mean, I gotta be honest, I love it. <laughs> uh, so, Never. I really bring in like my wife's favorite beer is vanilla bitch slap from Oh, yes, from <inaudible> pain pain pain. Pain. So, yeah. of course, we we have to have a tap of that. Of and so, basically, you know, through the years of sampling, I've brought some in and, and it'll be constantly rotated. Um, you know, I've got Sturdy Shelter. Uh, and right now, it's you know, how can you go wrong? Is your thing? Well, we were there right, over, right? two or three weeks oh, ago. What, what have you got on tap? I, right now, I've got the free uh, mail. Oh, yes. Oh, very good. And I believe I have the full in cooler. cooler Wait. Oh, yeah. right. That's right.
1: That's a good one, too. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a, I just that's that's a good, good. video. No, I, I
2: like the idea of guest taps with local groups, all all the, the collaborative cool. nature of that yeah. and the support. Plus, you know, you got to. Small system and mm-hmm. and you're flying through beer already. It's it's a natural. I like the I like the business model. Yeah, I
1: appreciate. It. Well, we'll come back in a second and talk about when you are officially opening. Are you soft opened? All that sort of stuff, and then we'll get into bound things. So we'll come back in just a second because I hope you've got another beer for us. I do. Excellent. <laughs> all right. We have another beer in front of us, Ken. I'm excited. He is prying us with samples. Now, I looked at this one uh, Mm -hmm. and I said, oh, is
2: this uh, like an amber ale as well? And he said, no. What is it though? It's a pseudo lager. So it's based on a Vienna lager recipe, but using the Lutra Kavik yeast. So being as small as I am, I don't have the room to to lager a beer for a couple months. So using the the Kavik yeast knocks it out. So you're familiar with this, Ken, what should I be
1: tasting with this? I mean, I know what a Vienna lager tastes like, but. Lutra is actually,
2: it's so, so Omega is really changing. Like they're leading the brewer. They're really changing what brewers are doing with the yeast they're making. They're engineering these yeasts, And so this one is a Kavik yeast that's, um, it's made to like mimic a lager. Okay. So you should be tasting. I Very am similar to a lager. <laughs> like, I am. You have you tasted it yet? No, I'm excited. I, I was getting. I'm telling you, every time I go into a brewery, the first thing I look for is a Vienna lager. It's a Vienna right? They have it. Yeah. That's my first beer. What
1: made you do a Vienna pseudo lager? Is it a pseudo Vienna lager? No, it's a Vienna pseudo lager, <laughs> 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 isn't it? Yes, that's
2: right. Well, because I love Vienna lager. Okay. Well, so, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> again, remember, it's all about me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we can't forget but that's that. That's really nice. It's nice. Okay. It's got a, a nice creamy mouthfeel. I, I, I would say that if you
1: put this next to one of the Vienna lagers and said, "Okay, which one's the lager,
2: or the true lager?" I'd have a hard time detecting it. Yeah, yeah, it's got so. a, it's got that kind of long, kind of slick lager, well, almost almost, almost uh, oily or viscous finish. But it, it's great. It's yeah, very, very good. good. No, right name. no name, no name, no name. No pseudo lager version <laughs> one. <laughs> so yeah, once once we once we're comfortable and solid with the recipes, then then we'll get me. I got to tell you, Bill, I have beers that I've been brewing for probably ten years, mm-hmm. and some of them I'm still tweaking. Yes. <laughs> Every batch, I I made them. <laughs> At a brew pub, like people generally don't get to taste batch you know mm-hmm. batches side by side like, like a packaging brewery you might get a six pack from two different ones and mm-hmm. so they they have to be virtually identical which is hard to do when you're not blending batches mm-hmm. but brewpubs one of the cool things is the variation from batch to batch so mm-hmm. So, uh, I wouldn't be afraid to name these. These taste yeah. great. But I appreciate that. Oh, I keep tweaking them. Nobody's going know. And that <laughs> is one thing, too, is yeah. Each, every batch is going to be a little bit different. So it, it's impossible to be 100%. So, you know, like the, uh, I just brewed the honey brown ale yesterday. I came up a little bit short on gravity. So, it's only going to be 5% instead of like 52 so, yeah, but yeah, everything will be just oh well. That would remove Oh, that
1: 0.2 percent. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> done it for me. I'm out of it. Now, have I, you ever
2: I, thought about that? Like, if you're, you're doing, doing a can and yes. the label says it's one thing and you the brewery is just a bit off, you got to change all those labels. Well, well, you don't. You get a, I think it's a half percent well, yeah. either way. Yeah. So you right. get a, as, as long, long as you're in the lane.
1: <laughs> and I would defy anybody to know the difference between five percent and five point two percent. You know, I if everyone's saying how much is this, you know, I'd say I round it up. Rounding errors, you know, this won't be the. All right, now um, whilst reporting this, I was taking a look at your bar area. Yes. And I noticed that you have a uh, very long, nice bar on it with insignias in it. At the back of the bar area, you have uh, firefighter helmets and
2: things. And so I'm you know, obviously going with the same firefighter thing. But how did you do the bar? So the bar top, uh, one of the guys on the fire department has a laser engraver. Oh. So basically, yeah. you know, we sat and looked at a lot of different designs and you'll see the, the, the High tops along the wall all have different things on it. So, for instance, I've got the firefighter prayer, the police prayer, soldier's yeah. prayer, and a couple so other things on that. There. So, basically, you know, we just look through designs, yeah. and, you know, I had the bar top made at all hardwoods, so they you know, oh, yeah. put the glue up. It's uh, it's just poplar, and, and yeah, I we have I had the laser engraving on it and put it up. Now, behind the bar with all the helmets, the cool thing, the flags that I have there, one of the guys that I work with on the stroke rig, who's also a retired firefighter, his son is a Chicago firefighter. He makes those as kind of a side business. And we were at a party over the summer, and uh, my, my friends on the stroke team all got together and bought those flags for me. And as I was putting up, I thought, wow, this is this is really cool. And I went home into my garage and found different helmets from various points in my career. So the far left is my firefighter helmet. The next one is my lieutenant helmet, then battalion chief, and then training officer. So those are all helmets that represent a different stage in my
1: career. We didn't actually find out what your rank was, but battalion chief sounds like it's... Uh, way up there, yeah, right? That,
2: that's when I retired. So that's ah. kind of the highest rank, at least in Carroll Stream, that's the highest rank you can go to and still work twenty four exactly. hour shifts. So you're a shift
1: commander. Okay. Oh so you work a twenty so you work twenty four hours at a time? Yeah, twenty four hours why and forty eight
2: off. Yeah. Oh, I see. Is that
1: why they have like beds and things? Yes. Okay. Yep. Now I'm only going on the show, what is it? Chicago Chicago Fire. Fire or something whatever. like that, yeah. So they're always doing great cookies. Yes. Is that really what happens in there? There's a lot of good cooking.
2: Okay.
1: There certainly yes. is. Yes. What's the best? What's the best food you make in there? Uh, I think
2: my thing uh, uh, to fame was biscuits and gravy.
1: Oh, because I love biscuits break, and gravy. gravy yeah. Oh, of so, course. Cool. And how would you make the gravy?
2: Well, see, I do it a little <laughs> different because when I start with a uh, roux. I make a really nice dark brown I so. roux, and then I add in the milk and the soap. I cook the sausage and bacon and I take that fat and I use it for the wood. And I get it nice and brown, kind of chocolatey. Then I add in the milk and then the sausage and then uh, usually I'll I'll saute, saute up some little bit of onion bit of there, some garlic.
1: All right. And you're not gonna be serving that here. <laughs> no, no. you never know. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what the health department yeah, right. does. So as you see into your future, you have a whole lot of uh guest apps. Yes and we We've mentioned a few of them. We also have some Church Street, which mm-hmm. we, we like a lot. Yes. Um, and one of them being Russian Rhapsody, oh, a that's very that's nice Russian imperial style, indeed. Uh, do you see yourself expanding out yourself to x number of taps and no more and then having the same like, like uh ken says you know the, the different taps so it's kind of like a community
2: of, of brewing here yeah, i see i don't see myself especially in this space expanding the amount of taps i have but i certainly will be rotating uh, through different uh, breweries um similar breweries with different styles so for instance i was saying uh we have sturdy shelters pre-mail on right now but I have their colch sitting in the cooler waiting. So as soon as the cream mail goes, we'll, we'll put on that colch. So I really do want to. And, and seasonally, things will change a little bit. But I really want to support the local craft You know, there's been a lot of great people that have really helped me, and you know, this is my way to give back and not work too hard. So I spoke also about the options for. People That's who you. don't drink, like mm-hmm. my
1: good lady's mm-hmm. wife, lovely yes. Kimberly, she doesn't normally drink beer. Mm-hmm. she doesn't drink beer. She doesn't like beer. So she would come in mm-hmm. and want some sort mm-hmm. of a non-alcoholic mm-hmm.
2: alternative. What are you mm-hmm. providing for yeah. that sort of thing? So right now we have a variety of different sodas, bottled water. Uh, I do plan on getting just some plain seltzer water, like with uh, those sort of things. But I'm always open for, su- for suggestions, so. And the reason I brought that up, of course, is we <laughs> have
1: the Seltzer King sitting right here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Ken. You make your own well, seltzers, right? So I was wondering if you well, were going to be making them.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask about your license. So we had, we had a brewpub license mm-hmm. and then we switched it to the Class three, yes. so we can self-distribute. Now. Right. We still haven't <laughs> self-distributed our first keg yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it lets us do keg cocktails. So. The way I do seltzer is different than most breweries. Mm-hmm. I use vodka. Okay. And and I get it to five yeah. percent. I do it just a clean mm-hmm. seltzer, exactly. unflavored, and then we offer pumps of flavoring yeah. if you want that. And just fill it at the tap. So yeah, I mean. instead of making a bunch of different seltzers, right? And the truth is, if we look at what seltzers are doing in the marketplace mm-hmm. now, their their sales are declining. Yeah. And the ready-to-drinks are taking mm-hmm. over. It, the ready to drink with liquor in but i think i saw on your website something about bourbon. yes so we are rapidly expanding our bourbon selection so that's kind of our focus is the beer but also bourbon because again it's all about me and i really like bourbon. so we're going to be putting we have a i just got the delivery earlier i haven't put out yet but we're going to try and have some you know average to above average bourbon spale oh, yes. and also some limited mix drinks like pre-mixed cocktails i want to have something because you know yeah. during the years when my wife and i would go to brewery she like, well this is great but i want a margarita well then you have to leave with the class three license like you're saying um i can do all that i can the pre-mixed drinks i've got uh, a wide selection so i have several tequilas and we'll just have uh, a standard mixer pick your tequila we will Mix it up and you when even, go. You can even buy the can, yeah. that stuff in cans, yes. like yeah. mango margarita. Yeah. And the, the spicy margaritas are. I love well, those. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a whiskey guy too. I, I've always been a bourbon guy, but I'm kind of <laughs> getting <laughs> the scotches and some of the Japanese whiskeys are, are <laughs> amazing.
1: So, so, what I'm hearing is that essentially this could become, you know, a real round. Place to come because mm-hmm. anybody can get anything in here. What's your occupancy? I'm limited to three. Okay. Well there we go. of so, my yeah, best I just, friends. I just, I just you guys probably saw me, me looking around right. and I was like
2: counting chairs oh, and I like, think that's, that's about how, how many seats you actually have. And so, he so, will stick to it. We know that. Good, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, um, I really like this Vienna pseudo-lager. I don't care whether it's pseudo or not. Yeah, cheers on that one. Let's have a uh, quick break. You've got one more beer, right, and then we'll come back, wrap up. You can tell us all about where you are, how to find you, and everything like that. We're wrapping up with uh, a light-colored beer that you provided, slightly uh, unfiltered. I wouldn't call it a hazy. I don't think no, it's a hazy. Definitely um, not a I, hazy. Uh, I said, let me try and guess what it is. And from the aroma, which was, I got a, a weird aroma that you say is the hops coming through on it. But uh, when I tasted it, I just still didn't know what it was. And then you told me, and I took a second sip, and it's a? American pale ale. And I, and I understand that now. I'm I'm not a big American pale ale type of person.
2: Um, they're okay. I do like a good English pale ale,
1: of course. I understand that, yes. So
2: but, I just tried something different with this. Um, the hop variety is called Mackinac. It's through Buck Creek Hops or Buck Creek Distributing. It's local in town. And basically, I was just looking for something a little different that I used before. And that's what I ran with. Yeah, I... Ever, like a three-sit rule here, you know, that
1: if I first taste, I might not like it. I just didn't know what it was. And second taste, it was getting a lot better. Third taste, I'm kind of digging this a little bit, actually. It's great yeah, uh, to hear
2: that. Yeah. yeah it's, I like it's, the it's, malt profile.
1: Know,
0: so, yeah, yeah. That's I'll what it is. is
2: after. Well, I guarantee you it's primarily marisar. Okay. okay. So it's uh, probably some caramunic in it. I can pull to it up when we're done here. I'm the same way <laughs> it. has
1: got like a little yeah. breadiness to it. I mean, yeah.
2: almost in there. And that's the the, the hot
1: flavor yeah. doesn't really, doesn't, it isn't the star of the show. Yeah,
2: yeah it's, and it, it's, it's, I love APAs. I, I just grew one at half and I used uh, Emerald hops. Okay. Um, that's more traditional for an American, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um,
1: in between... Our segments here we had a visit from the sales guy as you said he was going to yes. come from black and gray yes. so I know we have to get in there because you've got samples and beers we're yes. on tap I'm sure and um, let's talk about what you see the future to be for you guys now ha- did we say did I ask you this question have you had a soft opening is this an official is opening what's the story here?
2: so we started this suddenly so we very quietly opened last Friday um, just basically, Facebook friends who we knew we were around. We did a, a light soft opening, which part of the reason we were so delayed with actually announcing it is I was waiting for licensing. Ah, so, Thursday of last week, I had the health department out, and a wonderful lady Sorry, All right, just send me this and this. This. She said, okay, great. So, I sent her nothing. I sent her an email, but I never attached to anything. So then Friday morning, I called her, and said, hey, you know, or she sent me an email saying, hey, you forgot the attachment. So I really quickly uh, got everything put together, sent it over to her and said, all right, I'll get, get back to you later today. Now, later today, does that mean 1030 or does that mean 430? She was amazing. By 1130, she had everything to me that I needed. Ran over to the Village Hall. Uh, went to do my final permit there. And the lady who does those permits was right. not in. But, oh, fortunately, <laughs> again, Village of Carroll Street, amazing people. They're like, well, it's just a sticker. Don't worry. Just bring it to us next week. You're good. So I actually sat in the parking lot of the Village Hall and said, okay, we're opening at 4 o'clock today. And so that was it. It was just very soft You know what subtle, they said, Ken,
1: Ken? what they said was, oh, always Bill. He's a yeah. <laughs> don't it's okay.
2: Don't worry about Bill. They know, they know how long it have been worth <laughs> So they're, they're phenomenal. Great people to work with.
1: That's good because I think,
2: I think, we joke about this, but I think you have to be
1: very careful when you're dealing with uh, licensing for liquors be And I don't think any. Village should take any shortcuts, and it sounds like they haven't. They've just been very cooperative. Yes. Okay. Been. So you had a, a little a, a light soft opening. Yes. Are you going to have a heavy soft opening or, um, or? March 18th.
2: Enough? Okay. Yeah, March 18th, 11 a.m. is our actual grand opening. Okay. And hopefully we'll have some of our beers up tap. All right. Good man. <laughs> There's been the um we may have drunk a mole mice. So I, I'm just very overwhelmed by everybody who's come out, the amount of people who've come out, drank, and enjoyed. You know, if, if we're going to be perfectly honest, I think everybody who gets into this industry, you sit back and go, yeah, I kind of like it, but I don't know if anybody else is going to like it. So I fully expected people to come in, try one of my beers, go, yeah, that's fine, and then grab a guest ticket. People have come in and they've drank my beers. and they, They've enjoyed them, and it's made me feel great, but we are... We are uh, running kind of skim, so we're trying to trying to get things out. So, so March, March the eighteenth is yeah. a Saturday, yeah. and
1: uh, March the seventeenth is St. Patrick's Day. This are you going to be out celebrating on the seventeenth? That's why you didn't pick that day. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, actually, I based it on the availability of some of the village trustees here. So the trustees and the mayor, and they all a lot of them are going to be here. that day. Oh, cool! Uh, so Very yeah.
1: good. You well, know, Unfortunately I have to go to a memorial the service today for somebody. Yeah. So which actually brings up something and this is a you know a, a question I actually asked you this mm-hmm. earlier on before when we were off mic. Why is it that at memorial services for policemen and firemen and stuff, they always play bagpipes?
2: Uh the reason for that is back in the day. In the early days of this country uh, the irish had a very difficult time getting regular jobs so the fire service and the police you had to be the biggest toughest brawniest guy around to be able to do those jobs and so they you know with the difficulty that the irish had getting jobs they gravitated towards that because they were very strong very sturdy people and uh, they did a great job so that's why well. it mean, yeah. that was just a very, very long tradition yeah. with Irish in the uh, firing police service.
1: So, uh, of course, that was Gaelic, and they always do bagpipes, especially in the Scottish. But he, you don't think of the Irish as having bagpipes, but they do. They sound both awful, but never mind. <laughs> that's another story. Anyway. <laughs> so um, from your perspective, where do you see after the opening, you know, you're going to have a first flush of people coming in, testing you out, um, where do you see you kind of heading in maybe
2: two or three months? Well, so, oh, I do have a lot of plans. So one of my, by this summer, I'm going to start a membership program. And what I say with the membership program is it's the most expensive membership you'll ever have in your life because at some point in time, you wrote a, a check to the government that set up to it, including my life. So for the police, military, firefighters, people who have put their lives on the line, we're going to have special nights for them to come in. Uh, part of it is, you know, we, I've even told my wife, she's not allowed to find It's just people who are members of that club. Because we need, you know, there needs to be a space for people you know, yeah. to sit down, have a beer, and tell them war stories and laugh and cry or whatever. You know, yeah. Just get things off your chest. The other thing I plan to do probably uh, later in the summer is a section of my wall is going to be dedicated to those who have a local connection who have fallen in the line And what we will do is monthly, we'll select one individual and brew a beer in their honor and donate the proceeds to a charity related to that. So for instance, for firefighters, you have the Fallen Firefighter Foundation or Gold Star Families. Something that would be appropriate for that individual. Well, I hope that wall has the smallest
1: amount of names on it that we could ever have. but um, That's a a very uh, interesting approach because you're basically saying, you know, know, come on the community of brewers and people, craft beer drinkers, come on by and help out some of these people who've been helping you. the, The unseen people, really. So congratulations, I really like that. It's about time we had something like that. Yeah, I love it. That's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Um, And any future thoughts to, I I don't think
2: you have Crowellers right now, right? I yeah, you have prowlers? prowlers. I will have prowlers. Okay. I have the machine. I have the cans. I don't have the labels, and I don't have the stock Right. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't have the yet. <laughs> so that's you know a couple yeah. months down the road. I hope yep. to to have prowlers. Yeah. Now there's something else I saw on the website. was... Did we talk about bourbon? Or was that awesome? oh, Uh He like
1: mentioned bourbon in the, the last segment. Yeah, He so likes we, his we, bourbon. I didn't know
2: if we talked about that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was on the uh, in the segment or not, but yes, we will have was a, it. Oh, no, I don't a, know. Either way, we yeah. will, we'll have a, yeah, a all all up to uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like do have that, so, yeah. yeah. oh. so we'll have some bourbon. We'll have some mixed drinks. Or, well, mostly canned uh, mixed drinks and you know, something for everyone, hopefully, some wine. Are you going to have cider? a cider? Because I know a very good cidery. I do have some <laughs> ciders that I can, but absolutely, I'm always looking for uh Well,
1: you know who doesn't. Broken bricks, bricks. Thank broken you. Broken bricks, absolutely. <laughs> good
2: point. I, know, I, I usually have a sponsor's <laughs>
1: bell, a little bell <laughs> that we ring. If I be here, I'd be ringing it for yeah. them, but, Um So it sounds like everything is moving along quite well. Um, no, big, no big plans, which is great, because you're just doing it. And the beer is outstanding. Thank you. I mean, I think all four of your beers, the APA, I had to think about this one, but Mm -hmm. now I'm into it, I'm okay. The first three, no problem with that. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Bill, thank you so much indeed for your time. I know uh, it's a quiet day. You're open. Oh, well, while you're open, tell us where to find you, what
2: your hours are, and all the other details that they need to know. All right, so we're at the uh, southeast corner of North Avenue and Schmale in Carroll Stream. Will be open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Thursdays, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, and 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sundays. Unless there's a game on that I want to watch, and then we might see open a little later. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all, about all, all, about all about Bill. I should <laughs> get on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: That's <laughs> your great shirt. It's all about Bill. That's your next beer, you know. Yeah, yeah. Your favorite beer. It's all about Bill. Absolutely. And you got know, that one on there. Uh, okay. Bill, thank you very much indeed. Uh, it's, a it's a Cheers from us, and it's good cheers. night from me. Good night from him. And good night to you as everybody here, which is not many people long I'm glad day. to say, so we, we can, can, can drink in happiness. Absolutely. All right. Thank cheers. You. cheers.
2: Cheers.
0: Cheers. Britain Yankee. Britain Yankee. I'll have a pint. No, go, give us a pipe. You got any But A pipe, please, Bob Give us a pint you <laughs>